0: Welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football podcast, the 2022 season finale. Um, Joining me to discuss the championship round, we have a two-time second-place finisher, Shane Stein. How you doing, Shane?
1: Yeah, um, always a bridesmaid, never a bride over here. Um, Know what it's like to be in that uh, that second-place seat. Um, like I feel like one of our uh, one of our
0: comrades is gonna gonna feel and uh, join me in the uh, two time second place, if he's not already there. <laughs> well, he is a he cur- he's once. a current two time, future three time second place finisher. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Seawolves, <laughs> Phil Bruce, how's it going, Phil?
2: Yeah, thanks for bringing it
0: up. <laughs>
2: Feels great. What a season, man! It's uh, played out probably the exact way that we all thought it would. And it will end in my demise as I look at my roster and just see blood red letters
0: scattered throughout my, my players' names. Uh, but happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off with trivia. We, we will have a championship-related question, but let's first start off with we've been oh, on, no, no, no. Okay. We've been on a quarter, <laughs> we've been on a quarterback theme, and this week. Derek Carr was benched by the Raiders. Leads all of football with 14 interceptions thrown. I'm looking for the 10 other quarterbacks that have thrown at least 10 interceptions in 2022.
1: 10 other quarterbacks have thrown at least 10 interceptions?
0: Yes. There's 11. Derek Carr first. first.
1: I think I know one. RW1.
0: RW1 is not on this list. He's thrown nine. <laughs> so, Phil, if Shane gets the question wrong, we can start over. Well, I'm pretty
1: sure that Dak Prescott's been an interception machine this year. <laughs> so I'm going to say Dak.
0: Dak Prescott is on this list. He is um, now tied for the lead. He had 12 coming into tonight, and he's thrown two. Even with
2: his missed games. Holy crap. Yeah. He's been really bad. <laughs> He's been really
0: bad. So Shane wins again.
2: Aaron Rodgers is on this list.
0: Aaron Rodgers is. He has eleven.
1: Uh, how about? I gotta. I gotta imagine Justin Fields is on this list. He's played enough.
0: Justin Fields is eleventh, uh, so he has ten. He was tied for uh, the last spot on this list. Mm -hmm. Mm All
2: right, how about Kenny Pickett?
0: Uh, Kenny Pickett also has nine, just missing, being on this list.
2: He's only started half the games, too.
0: I will say, I was a little surprised that interception numbers are down. I feel like we're a long way away from Jameis' 30 for 30. 30 interceptions in a season. Unbelievable.
1: How about my quarterback, Justin Herbert?
0: Justin Herbert also ball. has ten interceptions. So you guys are picking off the bottom of the list here.
2: Geno Smith.
0: Geno Smith also has nine interceptions. So
2: the answer, the question was nine or more, right?
0: <laughs> if it would have been, um, you would be well on your way. I feel like there's another quarterback that has nine that you're going to say at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's two other quarterbacks that have nine. Uh,
2: I'll, I'll, I'll take that, Shane. You keep going.
1: <laughs> oh, man. is tough. How about Josh Allen?
0: Josh Allen is tied for second with thirteen. I'm not sure how many of them are in the red zone but if there's a lot of them see you know I
1: think I feel like uh, some of the better names are going to be on here just because they throw the ball so goddamn much
0: Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is on this list he has 11 11 dropped interceptions as well <laughs> shout out to Ed
1: Field Dak, Rogers Herbert, Allen, Mahomes we got four more Alright so We already got the one that was playing tonight
0: Joe Burrow's on this list. He has 12. How about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is not on this list. He only has five.
2: Wow. Super valuable about throwing interceptions in the league. Gotta keep him. <laughs> was once told that about Carson Wentz. <laughs>
0: Nick Foles has got to be close to this list, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was poor. But. <laughs> that was some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen. You're in the ballpark.
1: <laughs> How about Matty Ice?
0: Matt Ryan has 13 interceptions.
2: How many do we have left?
0: There are two left
2: AFC or NFC? One of each. Damn it.
0: Mac Jones is not on this list. He has eight. I think I have the AFC guy.
1: Now, now's the time. And I don't think Tannehill's Hill's the yeah. guy, but I think Davis Mills.
0: Davis Mills has been, 13 interceptions. pretty shitty. Correct. One wow. left. I think that's my last
1: one. Because I think you want us to say one guy, and I don't think he's on there. Because he had a pretty good run of not throwing
0: one. That's correct. Jared Goff. Jared Goff is not on this list. He's only thrown seven. He's been really good. And it's yes. rare trades that worked out for both teams. Who
3: uh, am I, I really missing?
0: Uh, yeah, this guy, I don't usually think of him as an interception thrower. He's usually pretty pretty good with the football. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the last name on this list.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: 11 interceptions. TB12 uh, with 9. And yeah. I thought Phil would be all over that. Um,
1: the only reason I knew is because they made a big deal about how long he had gone without throwing one. So I was like, there's no way he's got the test.
0: Yeah. All right, a little bonus question. It's championship week. I'm looking for the seven starting quarterbacks that have won Sons of Fantasy Football League titles. Kirk Cousins. I thought since you guys finished second so many times you might have some bad memories. So, yes, Kirk Cousins, Shane, defeated you famously in 2015. At least fam- famously for me. Not Maybe not famously, but I remember it. I believe Baker Mayfield is on this list. Baker Mayfield is. He also was a starting quarterback for the Denver Desert Dogs in 2018.
1: I believe Spears started Aaron Rodgers in 2016. In the...
0: Yes, the vaunted Rodgers to Nelson stack in 2016.
2: Led, That's what started the super stack. Led
0: ice cream to the, tw- the second championship in softball history. So you're missing Jason's quarterback last year, Ed's two championship quarterbacks, and Phil, the quarterback that routed you in 2017 for the Denver Desert Dogs. So who would Ed's
2: quarterbacks be? I think I have one of them.
1: Go for it. Um, I believe he had Drew Brees the one year.
0: Yes, the another stack, the Brees, the Michael Thomas, twenty nineteen stack. Slam boy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't Go remember. Who Jason, over. I couldn't remember who Jason's quarterback was last year either. But I'm trying to
1: think of it right now. I. I can't remember who he had. He would take it to Raven. He had all the best players in the league.
0: <laughs> Taylor, Cup. But he didn't have Vince Young.
1: He didn't have Vince Young. <laughs> who was his quarterback? I, I want to say it was Herbert.
0: Justin Herbert is... The 2021 softball champion. Nice bowl.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So we're just missing Ed's. Mine in 2017 and Ed in the 2020 COVID season. Mm.
2: Was it RW1 in 17?
0: It was RW1 in 17 that led that Denver Desert Dog team to the title. And then uh, I'll give you a a hint on 2020. It was the COVID season, and one of this quarterback's receivers was very outspoken about that COVID season. Probably cost him his spot in the league.
3: (laughs) Cole Beasley?
0: That's correct. It was Cole Beasley's quarterback, Josh Allen, in 2020. So, okay. got either Danny Dimes or Patrick Mahomes looking to uh, add themselves to that list of quarterbacks. Uh, we'll briefly talk about uh, the semifinal matchups. Uh, neither of them particularly close. We had the Flock losing to Team Ice Cream, 141-109. to and we had the Sea Wolves upending the Denver Denver Desert Dogs 124 to 93. Um You know, Shane talked a lot on the podcast about how my team was gonna put up a number and they didn't. Um, led by Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Adams, and Marquise Goodwin. So Um Yeah, not a lot of drama in the semifinal matchups. They were both uh, over fairly Early, early, in my opinion. Anything stood out to you guys there?
1: Yeah, just kind of a weird result. I mean, you get five points, less than
0: five points from Ramondre and, and Devontae. I mean, you can't really see that coming. And Goodwin. I mean, he, he didn't three of them. Yeah. If you've been paying attention, I called it perfectly,
2: and I told you, Nobody is going to get up for a meaningless Saturday night game like Mike Tomlin Steelers I, did I not say that did I on the national stage 500 record never had a losing season that guy is going to get those guys
3: ready leader Ben, that's exactly what they did they ruined they, they ruined Derek Carr's
2: career
1: uh, Derek Carr's going to get some money from someone next year probably the Jets Colts um but yeah, I mean, yeah, you said, said it best. Two blowouts was a pretty pretty lackluster um, efforts from, from the Desert Dogs. Flock put up a nice fight early on. Spears just had too much. Um, in the end, I think we all saw that coming. Um, it was kind of all what we all said last week during the analysis that the Flock would would, would hang around. But I mean, in the end, Spears' team is just was just too good. Um, and I think we might have more of the same coming this week. <laughs> so it's uh, it's really scary. S- some
2: of the predictions I make, um, and how right they are, and, and how I can't make any money off them because I have them just roped in with some really embarrassing parlays. But I, I mentioned the Devontae Adams thing last week. I also said Derrick Henry and we'll have to go back and listen to the tape, but I, I think I said Derrick Henry is going to get an early first quarter, like, you, you did, did. five-yard touchdown, scamper.
3: <laughs> and that's exactly what happened.
2: Um, and I still lost money on everything. But, man, some, some of it, I did not I did not see Stevenson just laying a, a goose egg. Um, I, I didn't see McCaffrey not, not doing better than he did. And really, it just came down to quarterback play that this league – and I, I don't know why it's taking so many people so long to realize that this league is about winning in the quarterback position week in and week out and if you have the best one if you have Patrick Mahomes and you have a good roster around him like you, you just win you, you, you just win the league and I don't know I, there's been so many people that like the consensus was completely wrong on coming into this season like I, I was told Zeke Elliott, horrible. The guys washed. Josh Jacobs washed. Patrick Mahomes, not a good fantasy quarterback. Feel free waiting and, and take him and the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board, whatever it was. And it, I mean, it's just the the over analysis in fantasy football and, and what's come of it um, has resulted in getting some really good bargains. And, and Spears goes and gets Mahomes and. He's been exactly what we know Mahomes is capable of, and as a result, he has an advantage every week.
0: Yeah, you've been uh, you've been pretty spot on here in the the playoffs with what needs to happen, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you think needs to happen this week in a matchup that has ice cream as sixteen point seven point favorites, one sixteen point eight as the projection from ESPN for the ice cream 100.1 projection for the Seals probably um, their lowest projection of the season if I had to guess Schultz with another touchdown
1: not the best keeper in the league for nothing we all left
0: who's
2: yeah. laughing
1: now Yep. Do we keep and, him yes, second for, time? and yes for those keeping track at home Spears did lose the quarterback battle last week in his
0: Thirty-three 30 point win. 32-point <laughs> win. Yeah, don't let facts get don't, in the way of your narrative. Don't let facts
1: narrative. get your narrative.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, let's go position by position here. We'll do a little different format. We'll talk about who wins the quarterback position of Mahomes versus Danny Dimes. We got Mahomes Boy. against Denver. And Danny Dimes against Indy, both players at home. Um, so you gotta like that for Danny Dimes. But if um Denver's gonna show up like they did last mm-hmm. week and when they gave up a fifty one burger to Baker Mayfield and the Rams, this is uh if you've been paying attention, this one's over already. Yeah,
1: give me my homes and it's not close, and I'll be right back. Can we change it to,
0: like,
2: Mahomes minus 15 and a half versus Danny Dimes?
0: Well, we don't have to necessarily say who's going to win. Just give me your thoughts on the quarterback matchup. I mean, you obviously – I guess I can say you like Danny Dimes this week. You you stuck with him. Um, But you're going to need 20-plus again, at least. Yeah. Yeah, out of of everybody that I have as an option –
2: I believe he gives me the best chance at getting north of 20 points. Um, I also don't think he has the floor that some of those other options have. Not saying that's going to matter. Like If he doesn't get to 20, I'm probably screwed anyway. Uh, but I, I think he, he's the best chance to get to 20. He has
0: upside with, with how he runs yeah. to go over it, but Colts probably aren't going to score enough to, to make it a shootout i mean, I, know, I know that that's not gonna happen um but he's he's sort of the, the the best best option that i i think I have at this point, yeah, I think I agree with you and I, I also agree with you about the floor comment um one of the things that vaults quarterbacks in this league is passing touchdowns, and that that's not there's no ceiling with dimes there like that I don't see a game where he throws three passing touchdowns um hmm but you get that that floor raised a little bit because of the rushing yards and the chance that maybe he keeps one and runs it in inside the 10 so uh-huh. yeah I'm not sure if you guys touched on it sorry I had to step away for a moment um uh-huh. the only upside I'm seeing here for Danny Dimes is will the Colts just completely implode after the last couple of weeks <laughs> like will we see an effort like we
1: saw from from Denver last week um have the Colts officially given up? Um, the pass defense has been pretty good this year, but so so was Denver's going into last week, and we saw what happened. Um, do we have a similar situation here with Indianapolis?
0: Yeah, I don't. I should know. I don't know off the top of my head what the playoff matchups are like for the Giants, but I think they need to win. Um, Correct. And I think they need to probably win both games. So I can look that up quick, but maybe they get up big on the Colts and take him out to make sure he's healthy for next week. That's, I guess, one um, one concern. Actually, it looks like if they win this week, they're pretty much in um, because there's no. Mm, it's gonna be tight, but I think a win this week would just about seal them as as being in the playoffs. A win this week would seal them in the playoffs, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the tie. The tie is actually helpful here in this case. Yep. All right, next matchup, we got Alvin Kamara against Austin Eckler in the running back one spot. That running back one spot typically reserved for Derrick Henry and the Seawolves, but with this game tonight meaning absolutely nothing. For the Titans, they chose to uh, rest Derrick Henry on the short week and make sure he's ready to go for week 18 against the Jaguars, who he famously kills. Um, This is just a case of bad timing for Phil in that case. But um, we got Eckler against the Rams, and you know, he got banged up a little bit on his last play of the game against Indy. so he's questionable. I don't think there's any doubt that he'll play. I'm just wondering how much he'll play um, with the Chargers pretty much having their playoff se- uh, fate sealed and not really being able to move too much in the standings. Um, I still think I like Eckler to outscore Kamara because I think Eckler's a better chance to score this week. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think you're going to have to get it done early. Um really really unfortunate i mean it's kind of one of the the odd caveats of fantasy football obviously we we love playing it it's one of the i want to say disappointing but things that are frustrating i guess is a better word um you get two teams like this i mean spears and phil's teams have been outstanding all year long you you, in in real football you generally get the super bowl build-up where you're getting two great teams and you're expecting a great matchup i mean there's not much you can do with the fact that Derrick Henry doesn't play this week. Austin Eckler is likely to maybe play half the game, if at all. Like you're not getting, uh, you start getting weird guys that are end up being startable players and stuff. And the guys that got you here don't necessarily always end up being factors in the biggest part of the season. Um, and obviously, it, it hurts. Phil's team a lot more this week than it does Spears' team. I mean, there's some some luck that, that goes into that um, as far as injuries and, and games being meaningful for your players and and things like that. So it, it's tough. And you take Henry and Eckler off the board for
3: for Phil really, and and you're left with what what you see right now.
1: <laughs> um, with that being said, I think I'll take I think I'll take Harris slightly over Eckler. Or, Sorry, which one? Which one are we comparing? Kamara, Kamara. I think I'll take Kamara slightly because I don't think Echo's going to play that much if he does it all.
2: Yeah, man. I, I hope we get some clarity on it before game time. So I will throw in Josh Kelly, uh, not because I like Josh Kelly, but just more of I don't have any other option if he's going to be the the guy. But this is this is one of those where. If I'm going to win, I need probably five or six things
3: to happen. Uh, And Eckler playing a full game and getting in the end zone twice is is one of those things. And
2: I still, whatever his workload is, I don't don't like Kamara's matchup. Uh, I like Eckler's. Just think he's in a better spot. The whole offense runs through him. As long
0: as he plays the majority of the game, he's going to outscore Kamara. He said Eckler playing a full game is important to you. It could go the other way. Him not playing at all could be important to you too. Yeah. Um but you won't you may not know that. That's that's yeah. It, it's better if they give me the Derrick
1: Henry rolled out treatment before him. Yeah. Yeah, you need the Chargers running back to play a full game and
0: score. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Kamara is at Philly. Um you know, I gotta think this is a kitchen sink game for Philly. They they really just need to win and lock up that one seat in the division. Um New Orleans has been has been kinda brutal. I, I think Philly comes out and gets it done uh this week and I think the focus on that team is Kamara and then Taysom Hill secondary. So um those those are the two guys that they need to stop. <laughs> um RB two spot we got Najee Hurdle and Harris. Um, At Baltimore, Sunday night game, like you said, nobody gets up for primetime games more than a Mike Tomlin team looking to avoid a losing season. And then we got Rashad White. Um, You know, Phil, I think you've had him the whole year. I do think you drafted him. Um, yep. So that's kind of paid off. It's been good. You'd, you know, you're able to. Um, put him in your lineup last week when Olave was rolled out early and he, he rewarded you with a touchdown. And he gets a matchup against Carolina. Um, that's an, that's another kitchen sink game. The winner of that game is basically, I think, going to win the division um, in the NFC South. So you got to think White gets some run there. Um, I think I like... Harris a little more in this matchup though, um, but it's close, really close,
1: <coughs> yeah, I don't love either matchup to be honest, Carolina's I, I don't know if I think I like White's matchup better, but I think I think I think fournette's gonna get more of the work um than white this week
3: just because it's such a such a big game, and fournette's a little more proven um. I think the Steelers
1: are going to give the Ravens a little run for their money on Sunday night. I think they keep that game close. Uh, I don't don't see a whole lot of points from either of these two guys. First one to 10 wins, I think. (laughs) Yeah, neither of these guys are going to do a lot on, on Sunday. Mike
2: Tomlin, hovering around that 500 mark. Don't know if you guys have heard about it, but he's been so successful in the NFL he's never had a losing season. Uh... That that being said, the Steelers' offense is just dog shit. They got bailed out by an absolute miserable Raiders' offense on Saturday night. They got six or seven possessions in the fourth quarter where a good team would have just put them away after one of their three outs. That's not going to stop Sunday night against the Ravens where Lamar's likely coming back. Harris will have a good game. He's not good on
0: the end zone. It's it's a Muth or a Pickens game for Tudders. <laughs> but I don't like White. So, Shane said first one to ten. I I think this is very much like an eight point for Rashad White and a six point for Najee Harris-Week. Yeah, you got to feel like if either of those guys get in the end zone, that's a win for the owner that, that has him. Um, um, yeah. So, I agree. Uh, this one... This matchup I think is a clear uh, there's a couple clear ice cream uh, leads and this one Justin Jefferson um, against A.J. Brown in the wide receiver one spot you know Minshew and Brown were were pretty good last week together. Brown was over 100 yards no touchdown though Um, but not having Hurts and not getting that, that stack that you've had all year that hurts in this matchup because I think That's kind of the only way you can keep this one close. Uh, Justin Jefferson gets Green Bay. And while I I actually like Green Bay to win that game, I think Jefferson has a nice game himself.
1: I think this one's closer than you think.
0: Um,
1: Still like Brown this week. Um, Did not get in the end zone last week. Right. But still a very productive week I I like Minshew throwing the rock um I I just think Jefferson's we touched on it before I mean look at the targets we talk about it every freaking week
0: 173 targets I think he has yeah I
1: mean 15 16 16 the last three weeks 11 12 12 in the catches um he's going over 100 again um just depends on whether or not he gets in the end zone um for Phil's sake, he's going to need him to stay out of the end zone this week. Um, and just hope that it's a 11 catches for 120 yards and take your 18 point week and move on. Uh, I don't know if you guys were paying attention to it, but Jalen hurts
2: was spotted as a participant in practice today. Was, uh, one of the six things I need to happen this week. It has to be an AJ Brown week. Um, Cannot be Devontae Smith. Jefferson to answer the question. Look, the guy is just phenomenal. He's
0: gonna feast. You're looking at a 15.4 out of a wide receiver, which nobody in the el- nobody else in the league can do. You got to like Jefferson this week, but the only way I win is if it's an AJ Brown Brownley. Uh, for those keeping score at home, last time they played in Week One. Jefferson went nine for 184 and two touchdowns. Um, if that stat line is repeated, Phil, you had a great run this year, buddy. Um, I need a COVID outbreak in Kansas City. I mean that that's that's what my chances are. It's one of your six things. I need the game moved to Week 17. Can't be counted this week. Got to play around it just like a bye week. <laughs> Spears should know that. Um, Justin Jefferson averaging 20.5 points this this year um, per game. That's A-B style numbers. And uh, the first 2,000-yard receiving season is certainly in play. Um, You know, they get the extra game, but I got to think he's going to get there. And a a big chunk of it's going to be this week. Wide receiver two matchup. We got DK Metcalf at home getting Sauce Gardner in the Jets against Christian Watson um, home against the Vikings this one I believe is in your favor as long as Watson plays um, he did not practice today, two straight days he has not practiced with a hip injury, he's questionable uh, to play on Sunday if he goes, I think he has a good game and I think Sauce and DK have a nice little battle I think the Seahawks team has given up so this one, I could see I could see leaning your way if Watson's out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be one of the things I said you're going to need to happen is you're going to need a big Watson game. Um, he's the kind of player that, that can put up a couple tutters in a hurry on some big plays, and you're going to need that to happen, um, question mark, on whether or not he goes. Um, if he doesn't go, that's just a huge blow to your team because um, you're going to need to win this matchup significantly. Um, you're going to need to hope DK gets shut down and Watson puts up a, a, a 20 point effort um, I, I think obviously if he plays um, I'll go advantage Watson in this one because Gardner's proven he's he's pretty good I
2: like Watson a lot there, there's something there uh, if he wasn't whatever I paid for him in the fab I think he'd be a pretty good keeper option for another team but to answer the question, if Watson goes, which is the common theme with just about every player that I have, if Watson goes, I really like this matchup and, and think gets the better of DK this week.
0: All right, next uh, positional matchup is going to be the tight end matchup. This one, I don't know, Jim. It's closer than you think. Uh, no, maybe, it's, it's probably not, actually, because Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville is, again, just like Tennessee, doesn't have much to play for this week, other than just trying to stay hot, I think, heading into that Week 18 matchup, but I could see a situation where Ingram is in and out early, and uh, maybe we don't see him much in the second half, so, with that being said, Travis Kelsey likely to catch a touchdown this week um this one probably swings spears's way
1: yeah i mean much like jason's team last year where he had all the top guys spears has qb one wide receiver one tight end one um tight end three as well that, that can't even find a breath in this lineup um you're, you're not going to bait me into anything. I, I'm just glad we're not getting any who scores more, Travis Kelsey, or some other tight end question this week that the pod got about a month ago. Oh. Um, the answer is Travis Kelsey. <clears throat> I, it, it's such horseshit. Like, how, how do I get players on seven or eight
0: teams where the second to last week of the season they have nothing to play for? <laughs> and the Chiefs, Chiefs are 12-3, best team in the AFC. And it's like, oh my God, no, they have to win. Horseshit. Um Kelsey's answer. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I do think uh, it's odd that Kittle can't find a spot out there. Um, that may change. I mean, there's... I don't know if Troy's looked at it yet, because he doesn't have any Thursday night players, but I can see... Uh, I could see Kittle finding his way in there. Um, Flex one, we got Devonta Smith against Chris Godwin. This is a this is a big one because like uh you had mentioned, you already have AJ Brown on your side, and he's got the other Eagles wide receiver, whichever one uh dominates the targets in this matchup is gonna go a long way. Um I think I like Godwin in this, but I think this one's really close too
1: yeah this one's close too gotta to be gotta be a swing in phil's favor if the wolves are gonna keep it close um godwin's been pretty good the last couple of weeks um been the more reliable target um dare i say mike evans is nearing nearing milk carton status father um, um yeah really weird what's going on there that evans has been kind of a no-show for the better part of the season um I
3: think it's it's close, like you said. Um, Phil's gonna need probably Godwin to to get in the end
1: zone here. Um, gonna need one of those Devonte Smith weeks that we saw early in the year, I believe, a couple times where it was just like, wh- where where is this guy? Um, but I, I think it's Godwin, very close. Oh man, yeah. If
2: it's a Devonte Smith game, I, I I just lose. I mean, that's just that. That's one of the blood. Like, Spears has five or six things that if any one of those happens, he wins. And I have five or six things that I need all of those to happen or I lose. Uh, Devontae Smith is one of those. I don't think he repeats what he did last week, but still has a pretty decent game. Godwin. uh, I need him to get in the end zone. I, I, I don't think he does and still puts up a good double digit performance give me Godwin slightly
0: yeah I don't know that you need Godwin to score I mean he gets enough targets he's definitely uh, Brady's favorite guy but I'm going to check here he only has three touchdowns this season Um, but he's been pretty good he's been double digits five out of the last six weeks um, two of them have been ten point three games. Uh, you'd like to see more than that, obviously. Um, the two weeks that he's gone over ten point three and been double digits were due to a touchdown. So yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. You do need him to score. I don't
1: know if it's he needs him to score to win the Godwin versus Smith, but I think
2: to win overall, he probably needs that, him to score. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah.
3: And
0: then last matchup, Flex two uh, right now, Zay Jones in there for uh Troy. I could see Kittle finding his way into this spot um, and on Phil's side running out, Brandon Cooks. Um, I actually like the Cooks matchup. I think I think this is one. If it's Zay Jones against Brandon Cooks, you win. if it's uh Kittle against Cooks. I don't know that you win this matchup, but... uh, Uh, I I love
1: the Cooks play. Um, Listen, you're... you're, This is... You gotta swing for the fences. Um, You know you're gonna need some sort of unexpected big game, and there's only a couple names that come to mind, and Brandon Cooks is one of them for the unexpected... (laughs) For one of the unexpected catches two 50-plus-yard tutters, something ridiculous, stupid. Um, he's That's certainly in play against a Jacksonville team that might not be, shall we say, trying their hardest. So um, I I think I'll lean Cooks here no matter who. Uh, I, I think Cooks gets in the end zone again this week.
2: So I'll take him over uh, the other matchups. But I, I agree, I think Kittle outdoes Jones this week. I'm really going boomer or bust at the wide receiver position this week. Brown, Watson, Cooks, those are all guys that could get in the end zone multiple times, um, but they're also what I would call a rich man's DJ Moore where <laughs> they could very likely flop with a, a floor of like three or four points. Oh, man, I read a lot of
3: stuff. A lot of people like Cooks with you guys being so high on them. I'm really second guessing it now. Uh, I don't, Zay Jones. What, what? What? No, just no. The answer was always cooks.
0: Well, here's here's a question for you that I think is interesting and worth talking about. If Watson can't go, um, I think you have a high upside play on your bench, and I think it's DJ Chark. I could see some points. I could see some points in this one. Detroit needs to win. Um, I could see the Bears you know, doing some things offensively against the Lions and making them push the ball. What are your thoughts on Chark? Oh, man. Ow. I, that's one of those, I just throw it in the lineup and then go outside and run some errands. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, if he's the guy. Look, Alave, Dob, Goes out, like Dobbs might end up being a pretty good play. I, God, I don't know. Yeah, I thought you were, that's how I thought Kaz was going with this. I thought he was going to say if Watson doesn't play, just throw a dooby dooby doo in there, and uh, hope for hope for some big plays from him. I mean, you, you got you got a lot of shot in the dark guy, kind of guys here. I think I think if Watson doesn't play, I think I'd lead Dobbs over Chark, but Chark's been pretty good the last few weeks as well. I mean, three out of the last four, he's had at least 94 yards. Um, Take 90 yards in a tutter. Take that every day of the week.
0: I could see it happening. God. Did you guys know Justin Fields has over a thousand yards rushing this season? I I did not. Yeah, I didn't either. A lot of MVP chatter. Hey, can we talk about what, why did Spears
2: bid seventy-one on Haskins today? Like he, he realizes, if I wanted Haskins, I would have picked him up yesterday, right?
0: Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I am not sure. Um, seventy-one was just the number you liked, I think. Makes sense to
1: me. I gotta I gotta see this
0: the The funny thing is, is I, I, yeah, I'm not sure where the I guess. So seventy one was his What's bid because highest? Ed Ed has seventy. Um, yeah. If you've been paying attention, Ed has, <laughs> Ed, Ed hasn't been paying attention. Um, he has logged so. into the app in
2: six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also thought that
1: that Ed was going to try to. I don't. I don't, I. Don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm trying to get, think of some reasoning here. Can't follow it. I was gonna bid seventy on a player he couldn't keep anyway. And Papa isn't in the league anymore. You don't have to worry about him picking
0: up players. No, no, you don't. Papa though. For those keeping score at home, is in the championship game this week in in the other league that I'm in with him. Um, so, you know, when you get into. Non-auction drafting, um, non-fab bidding, and it's just straight blind man fantasy. He's still a quality owner. so um,
2: I'm waiting for him to come back. He'll be back.
0: I can uh, feel it. Not, not over my dead body. Um, <laughs> I really hope he's not still listening to this podcast. Um, I don't think he is. I don't think anybody is at this point in the season. We'll get three or four downloads.
1: Why is Dallas throwing the ball? We might, we might get sure, sure, still listening. He needs something to do on Friday mornings.
0: Um, for those also keeping score at home, no third place game. Um, the third place game has been uh, eliminated due to us now having three division winners. So, um, Phil, did you offer Spears a split? <laughs> Oh oh oh
2: my god! Oh my god,
0: Tennessee. Shane Shane, I heard how uh, I heard how your split offer went.
1: Yeah, gotta give a quick shout out in, in the uh, title game in the other league against Big Ed. It's um, got the his team rolling here the last uh, second half of the season against what was once a juggernaut squad of mine. Um, did not want to take the split. As of right now, he's not wanted to yet um, but he's probably got the better team right now so I, I don't blame him um, gonna have to gonna have to make him pay for that yeah I can't I can't offer Spears a split I, that's just,
2: <laughs> I, I'm not gonna offer something that I know is a bad deal
0: um, I'm, not right. you, I'm not you so with that be oh cool so with that <laughs> being said uh, with that being said I guess we're all on ice cream to win
1: yeah, I it's I feel like it'd be kind of insanely idiotic to uh, go any other way. I mean, with that being said, it is fantasy football. Um, Phil lined it up. He, he's going to need a bunch of things to happen, and and touchdowns are going to have to obviously swing in the Seawolves' favor in in a pretty wide margin. Um, you're going to have to probably put up six, seven, eight tutters to. To his three or four to to stand a chance, um, not impossible. Ball bounces funny ways. I mean, you get some guys in the end zone. You get you get a mediocre performance from from Mahomes and 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 Kelsey, uh, and maybe a like we discussed earlier, maybe a, a fired up Denver squad to, to come out and play a little better than they have it now. That their coach is gone. Uh, who knows? But. It's going to take a lot of luck. You're going to need, need things to swing your way. Spears has the better team right now, um, for sure, with the injuries. And I think he has a better team regardless. Um, so, that being said, I'll, I'll take Ice Cream in a, in a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, <laughs> um, Ice Cream in a blowout. Look, Mahomes hasn't scored. He's only scored less than 20 points once this season. <laughs> I'm seeing a few 40-pointers, 38s,
2: like, I need some crazy shit to happen for me to have any chance. I mean, that's the bottom line. 3 to 5% chance of winning. I need it to be that, that any given Sunday. I need Delta Plus, Omicron Plus, surfacing in Kansas City over the next 48 hours. Seriously, but, but seriously, Daniel Jones has to have a good game. Eckler needs to play a majority of the game or get rolled out early. It has to be an A.J. Brown game, not Devontae Smith. There's just too many things I need to go right for. Like, the 116 to 100 projection doesn't even feel remotely close. It, it feels more like a 140 to 86 type of
3: game. It, it just does. That's, that's too many. Too many dependencies for me to
2: have any chance. Um, I'm going to say this ends with the 95% likelihood of what's
0: going to happen and that's Spears holding that Colton helmet. I, I wish I could pull a Lee horse on you guys right now, but I, I can't. Um, trying to think if there's any so he's got the hammer too with the Sunday night game. So,
1: I mean, if you're if you're looking for a silver lining, it's last time Mahomes played Denver, him and Kelsey scored thirty three points. That's I I am not going to go back and look right now, but I feel like that's got to be probably their low for the season just about. Um, you're going to need a similar output where you get thirty three out of those two, and and maybe you have a fighting chance. Um. Yeah. That was yeah. part, part of my reason where I thought you were going to stand a chance this week. That was before what we know about Henry and Eckler going down, and obviously you, you take those two
3: question marks in your lineup, and and the, the rest of the team starts to to look mediocre. If If Hertz does have a chance of playing, and
2: he can play, I I think that juices my odds up to like 20, 20 or twenty five percent.
0: But that's about it. Yeah, I mean, if he plays, you, you got to run him out there. Um, Yo, 100%. Yeah.
2: But if he plays, it's more likely to be an A.J. Brown game. I will.
0: Yeah, um, I'll make a score. Per, I, think, I think 130 to... 105. In favor of ice
3: cream.
1: 125
2: to 90.
0: 135 to (laughs) 86. All right. Well, we'll see. If uh, if you win, Phil, I'm sure we'll do a, a season recap podcast next week. I'm sure you'd like to get on here and, and <laughs> puff your chest out.
2: I'll put, I'll put an agenda out
0: there. Yeah, let's go through all of the amazing moves from this season. Um, if you lose, I think I'll just probably send a quick email out and tell everyone congrats, Troy. I'm becoming the third two-time winner of the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, and I gotta get I gotta get some information out about a playoff party if we're trying to get together and. And celebrate our champion. So, anything else you guys have to add for the the twenty twenty two version of the Sons of Fantasy Football League as we wrap up the podcast?
1: No, just hoping for a good one this week. I mean, we we've laid it out there. Know what's going to happen, or what we think is going to happen, but just just hoping for a competitive game. I feel like we we don't always get that, and I don't know. It just it just feels like. In this league, we, we've kind of haven't had a whole lot of good fin- finals matchups. So um, hopefully, we can get a little luck on the wolf side to keep this one closer than we expect it to be. Yeah,
2: need some more time to think about some of the narratives I want to pitch for season long and everything that's happened this year. One of them is definitely we, we ended up more so this year than I've. I believe in years past of having those super teams at the top where you've got really good like four or five really good teams and then everybody else is just left behind and it's just a matter between those four and five teams who stays the healthiest and who has the best week I think that's a trend we'll start to see continue uh, it has been happening with people getting more
0: and more aggressive at the trade deadlines um, but that's one of my big takeaways that I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into in our season recap podcast next week, um, Shane. You you kind of talked about the championship games. I just quickly went through. Thirteen points is our closest margin we've had in a championship game. Yep. Um, that was uh, me and you. No, that was Ed over Phil in 2020. Um, ours was fifteen so ours was, okay. ours was ours was 15 points um largest was 57 so you know what's funny is I don't even remember that 2020 championship I, I remember more about the girly touch my ankles championship game than I do that 2020 yeah, I can't pull, it's not letting me pull uh, box scores up from old championship games, but yeah, 173 to 116 that year in 2017. I just remember girly <laughs> against the Titans. Oh, uh, that so the top it, girl year? Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. That, is that the photo behind you? Is that from that game? Um, I am seeing some light blue in the background, so it could be. Could be. <laughs> Uh this is such a shame like what could have been color
2: color rush Thursday night game man every every year I end up in the same spot what if
0: yeah well thank you guys for uh putting up with my insufferable Todd Gurley references for yet another season it's been fun um Phil congrats on the podcast trophy this year and you know we'll see what what 23 brings for the podcast if we if we keep it going another year or not but it's been a lot of fun and I hope you guys all enjoyed it we we enjoyed doing it and there was a lot of good trivia and yeah thanks guys for listening and we'll maybe talk to you next week when we crown our 2022 champion